and welcome to Growing Pains, the marketing podcast for brands who want to grow and get more consistent sales, but without the overwhelm of feeling like you have to be online 24-7. I'm Sophie, your host and a Facebook and Instagram ad strategist. Join me each week as I, alongside some wonderful guests, share practical tips and advice about how you can use and combine marketing strategies to get more impact for your effort. Hello. So today I am thrilled to be here with Helen from Mumfolk. Helen is the founder and creative director of Mumfolk Studio, a boutique design studio for fashion, lifestyle and creative brands. She's designed for Whistles, The Body Shop and Condé Nast before setting up her own studio in 2017 after having her first child to concentrate on working with brands and founders who aspire to do things differently and want a brand identity to match their big ambitions. She's also a design teacher and course collaborator for Domestica, an international teaching platform, and a coach and mentor for designers aspiring to run and grow their own studios. So Helen, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. I am really excited. Before we kind of get into the meat of it all, that's the official intro, but what's your kind of work, family, life setup? Well, I'm a mum of two, so four and seven. My eldest has just turned seven. Oh my Um, goodness, that is like, what year is that? Yeah. Three? God, you know, year three. It is. Yeah, moving into year three. I really. Moving, have to think yeah, about it. I feel it's like that. Yeah, I feel. I feel like seven is quite a an age. It's like going into yeah. like the next kind of level of school, isn't it? Like, it is next level of school, next level of attitude. You know, <laughs> oh my gosh, comes with it. Don't. My so, five year old is bad enough. I can't even imagine the next. It could go up a level. Yeah, we go. I, I won't scare you off. No, don't scare <laughs> me. Don't scare me. Brilliant. So, and whereabouts yeah. are you based? I'm based just outside Cambridge. Oh, nice. Lovely. And you work from home. Yeah, work from home. Yeah. And have done pre-pandemic and, you Mm. know, so nothing really felt any different, to be honest. Yeah. Lovely. Fantastic. Okay. And now we have got to know you a bit more. I will do the quick fire round. Are you ready? Ready. Do you prefer tea or coffee? Coffee. Coffee. I know. I don't actually drink tea. It's a bit weird. Oh, do you not? I think I don't drink coffee. I know I'm massively in the minority. I always ask that one. And everyone's always like, coffee, obviously. Like, is that even a question? (laughs) (laughs) It's the way I stay awake. Exactly. Dogs or cats? I feel a bit disloyal. I've got two cats, but I'd say dogs any day. I mean, I feel the same. Like, I've had cats and I still choose dogs. Bagels or crumpets? Probably bagels bagels I, do you know I had a bagel Any carbs, for breakfast yeah. this morning and I literally was like oh look at me literally <laughs> living my my <laughs> podcast <laughs> yeah exactly beach or pool probably lazy option I'll go for the pool it's just easier less fat oh my god so I'm much so easier <laughs> I am such a pool fan like I took my two-year-old which is probably a mistake to the beach with sand and I was just like oh god I'm not doing this again for a while yeah. this was very stressful <laughs> like we're done sand. for the year we're done we're done winter or summer oh uh, summer yeah, I know. I mean, I'm kind of autumn, so I don't know why I put that question in there because I yeah. doesn't really cover that. Colour or monochrome? Oh, colour, hands down. Yeah, every time. Early morning or late night? I would say late night, but I probably train myself to be an early morning. Yeah, and you don't really have much of a choice, do you? I know. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, brilliant. So today we are here to talk all about branding. And I know, I guess just to kind of set this up, the reason I've got Helen on here is because from having lots of chats with lots of clients, I know that 
it can be seen as a bit of a thing where you're setting up your business for the first time and you're creating your website and you're maybe trying to make some Instagram posts and you think, right, I need to tick my branding off. And you might use Canva or, you know, initially it's probably quite DIY and it's sort of like done and dusted. And really what we're kind of want to explore today is where you go from there and how you kind of keep that branding on track and the common mistakes people make and when you might be at a point where you need to kind of move from doing it yourself into getting some support and help and and how that can help your business really and I kind of it's a strategic business decision not just a oh I want prettier Instagram posts so yes let's dive into it I mean Helen I know you talked to obviously lots of clients as well what are the things you most hear about branding from your clients? I'd say the biggest one is just the indecisive loop that you can get mm-hmm. trapped in. So the constant distraction, we've we've all got it. We've got, you know, you're on Instagram and you're constantly yeah. seeing other people's feeds and other people's businesses. You might be on Pinterest and that's highly visual. So you've got all these kind of inputs and it's it's just that distraction that I think clients get caught in and then you're constantly second guessing is you know should I be going in that direction you get distracted by design trends as well so you know lots and lots of things to kind of pull you off track if you like um and then just people having that urge to change everything every five minutes so yeah you know the constant need to be like oh but that font looks really good or you know those color that color combination looks so much better so there's that but also spending too long designing for your brand as well yeah is a big frustration. I feel like clients come to me often at that point where they're like, it just, I can't make a decision. It just, it feels messy because I've added loads of things on as they've grown. And it just, there's no cohesiveness to it. So they just don't know where to start. And everything's just taking way too long. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could totally resonate with all of those points. And I think as well, just thinking about when you were talking there and you were saying like, um, adding things on and you know thinking oh this is a design style I think one of the things and I've definitely done it myself as well is that you obviously Canva is an amazing tool and it really gives people like accessibility to be able to like design things yeah but I think there's even if you have your if you're really rigid with your colors and your fonts there's still such a process of then you say you're designing your Instagram like post let's say and you do some templates you know you can choose three different templates and still use the same font the same colors and they can be totally different style can't they yeah and I think that's something we can kind of get into like a trap of of just thinking as long as I use the right colors then my my brand is still on brand as such like I don't know if that's something your clients kind of find as well but well they do because yeah like you said Canva's amazing you know it gives you that accessibility to just jump in create things quickly and not pay for you know subscribing to design packages and things like that so it's great for that but yeah with it comes you know the small print or the caveat of just knowing there's just again so much temptation to use different templates yeah and unless you're really clear on your your brand language like the visual language how it plays out it's really easy to go off track because you need to to grab a template you need to post something And we're all trying to do it on the fly, on the go. And that's when things start to get confused. And before you know it, you've sort of lost your way and you don't know how to find your way back to what the style was. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think especially when you're adding, like you, you mentioned, like adding services or products or so your business evolves, doesn't it, over time? Like maybe yeah. you did your branding like three years ago and then you've kind of raised your prices or you've like, you're starting focusing on maybe a slightly different ideal client. I know that's yeah. something we're going to talk about a little bit as well. But wait, what at what point do you get people coming to you that they're ready maybe to go from this DIY trying to piece it all together myself, like to actually, yeah. do you know what, I'm going to invest in you know in whatever way it is someone to support me to do it or to do it for me yeah like at what point do you kind of get people coming to you for that I find the most common point is is when they've been in business for say well timeline depends on really if you're part-time full-time but they get to the point in their business where they feel like they know the customer they've got really clear on oh I want to serve these people and perhaps they've then made those jumps in increasing their prices if they're a service-based business for example or really getting clear on their product you know the their product range and what they're selling so they've answered a lot of questions that they didn't have the answers for at the beginning of their business they're suddenly sort of much clearer on what it is that they're providing and then the realization that oh my my brand actually doesn't match up or I don't know how to ensure that the value that I know that I'm giving now and really able to charge for that, I need my brand to to back it up. So that's probably the the tipping point I get clients coming yeah. to me. But other times as well, it might be people just setting up business, but it's not their first business. It might be their second or third go, and they know the pain of not doing it before, yeah. and they just know the return of investment as well. So they've kind of been there, done that, DIY'd, changed tracks, or set something up differently. And they want to approach it with a like a really good runway. So they've got everything in place. You know, it's a bit like opening a shop before you're ready. It's always yeah. going to take you way longer to create something that looks brilliant and is a really great experience. If you've got clients in there at the same time and you're trying to, you know, tidy this up and that up, we're never going to have time. Once you're in, once you're in your business and you get yeah. to that point where you're busy, it's very, very hard to carve out time. So that's the other kind of set of clients that I have that I just like, right, I don't want that to happen anymore. I just want to do this, you know, make my life easier and start fresh from the beginning. And then I guess when people get to that point, they're like, right, I'm ready to invest or I'm going to just start like solid. What are the things that you kind of talk to them about and why is that so important to get it right, right at the beginning? Yeah, well, we always start with strategy and really getting to know their brand kind of inside out so before any style decisions are made it's all about just setting the right foundations and really understanding like the heart and soul of the business really getting to know the customer and not just on a demographic kind of profile way it's like getting inside their life getting inside their brain if you like looking at the the psychographics that you know, they drive their behavior, basically, we want to understand what their desires are, where they are currently, what their pain points are, and how your business fits into their life. So whether that's solving a problem for them, or whether that's helping them to realize a dream of, you know, becoming a different sort of person, you, you know, we always start with that, we always get really clear. And then also just understanding where you fit in the marketplace. So that's the starting point. And then that then feeds through into how that might play out visually in order to differentiate yourself. So we're always looking at the competition. What are they doing? And, 
what are the opportunities that you can take to do things differently um and then it's you have so much more power to kind of stand in your you know just be really sure that your brand is representing authentically what makes you brilliant and what makes you the only choice for your ideal customer yeah yeah I love that we were talking beforehand and we're talking about that how do you make your brand the only choice for your ideal customer I just think like if that's where we can all get to where we confidently believe that we've like been so specific and we know exactly who we're talking to and like that suddenly just takes away so many decisions doesn't it because it's just like well it's just really obvious because these are my people that I'm talking to and I want to make it so I'm so bloody obvious to them that I am the only option for them they cannot do it without me like I just think that makes life so much simpler than yeah. trying to like you know be guided by what your competition's doing or what everyone else seems to respond to yeah and that's really really important and I think we were talking as well like beforehand about how it's really important to look at what you know what you want your brand to represent and what you are but sometimes it can feel quite hard can't it like oh my it can be it can be the hardest thing and I always trying and not sort of overplay it to my clients being like right now we're going to find out your your deepest you know purpose (laughs) and and why you know it's, it's about just being able to almost see what's underneath your your nose a lot of the time so yeah. not overthinking things it doesn't have to be this big like offering that's like really different from other people I think the the question that can set a lot of people off is what's what makes you different mm. you know and then you're like oh god well I don't know you know and it can be a simple thing it can be you're just your philosophy how you approach something doesn't have to be sort of dramatically different service or product or you know whatever it is that you're you're doing so it can be just really tapping into those like nuances that you know are going to be really important but also intriguing and you know something that your your customer desires will see and be like oh that's exactly me so it's really sharing those connection points and you can do that through your language and your messaging and what you represent and what you believe in you've got to give them something to kind of buy into that's bigger than the business and then also with your like visuals to really kind of give off the right signals as well so it is a really well I take a really holistic approach to the branding process so we don't separate you know just looking at a logo for example it is is a whole process and that's why because it just generates bigger and better results yeah no I totally agree I think and that is another trap I think we can all fall into is like we think about branding just as like our website colors and our Instagram posts and it's like it's easy to think of branding as just the visual isn't it and actually it does start with that core understanding of your ideal client and your messaging and who you're talking to and your values and your mission I thought I'd share as well so I'm on my third business and so like those clients you talked about yeah yeah. and like those clients you talk about you do learn over time that actually it's much easier to take that decision away once you've got your colors and like a a visual level like the colors and your fonts like you don't need to add to it like and it's not boring Mm -hmm. for people and you don't have to keep spicing it up and you know to get people's attention like actually I think you gave me an amazing stat about consistency Um, yeah so well yeah consistent brands see 23% more in sales so they if you stay consistent you know you're more likely to see that in the bottom line so in in terms of 
the sales that you make. And I think that's quite comforting. So you can sort of take the pressure off yourself, even if you feel like, oh, I don't feel like it's the most inspiring, you know, visuals or, or visual identity ever. Just the fact that you're showing up and you're being consistent yeah. builds that trust. And that's what will lead to people then being more likely to buy from you. Yeah. And then you can build on on that. So, you know, another mistake is just like chopping and changing everything. And it just, it never leads to anything that, it basically just keeps you stuck in a loop because yeah. you're, you're making knee-jerk changes based on what you're seeing because you like it and it just looks great and you want it and you want your brand to look great. So you do it and then you'll find something else and yeah. you'll, you'll never get to a point unless you really stand true in your foundations of the brand and what makes what makes your brand brilliant and you've got really clear on that and you've got a strategy for that you'll continue to make subjective decisions like just based on your favorite things yeah and it's not what it's about yeah and you want customers to know what to expect from you don't they like people like that like when they see a post before they even look at who's posted it they know it's you because yeah. you're that's such clear visual identity when I was yeah starting this business I worked before I started on my on any kind of branding or even really who I knew who I was working with I worked with a wonderful coach called Colette Macbeth and I hope yeah. she will come on the podcast and she did some really great stuff around like values and really she talks a lot she's actually an author and an ex-presenter and she talks a lot oh, about really? like your story and like your niche yeah. and your your uniqueness is all about you and your identity and we did this big piece of work and I did this piece of work on values and honestly it was a bit like life-changing for me really? because I really <laughs> I realized that like I'd always thought my values were like and they are oh yeah like, tell me what were they <laughs> Oh, yeah, right. So I always thought they were things like honesty and go, yeah. you know, forgiveness and, you know, like things that like are definitely are part of my values. One of them I always was bold. Like I do, yeah. I make bold decisions. I wear yeah. bold colours. I'm not today, ironically, but I normally wear really bright colours. And actually that has stayed with me really strongly. And yeah. then when I came to looking at my, my, my business and my branding, I was so, I so felt like I needed to do the like, gold pale pink neutral colors because mm -hmm. that's what everyone else seemed to do and I'm genuinely like I thought it looked great I was like it was so classy like yeah. I want to be the person who has a really classy brand and then I was looking back at these values and actually that's just not me like no. I'm quite loud and I have bold colors and I take risks and you know in my whole life not just in my business so that's why my colors are quite jarring and they're like bright pink and bright yellow and like a teal green and I has impact exactly and I've kind of and every time I get but I still get that like oh look her branding looks really classy yeah. like <laughs> oh I wish mine looked this you know and you see that like especially like the Instagram gurus they always have that like really neutral nudie kind of colors and I'm like yeah. oh that always looks so good and then I just come back to the fact that that is just fundamentally not me and if someone is attracted to that and wants that then they shouldn't work with me because that is yeah. not going to be how I do business with them like it's going to be much more like energizing and like yeah. big and bold and I'm going to push them to take risks and make hard decisions yeah um, exactly and that's what you said about giving off the right kind of vibe if you like so making sure that, that matches up with your visuals yeah but if you do go down the route of 
you know, because it's a hard, it's actually quite a hard thing, a scary thing to put yourself out God, there really in a way is. that's different, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think just even recognizing that is is good because you sort of give yourself permission to be like, oh, I now know why I'm sort of resisting it. I know why I want to go with the crowd and just yeah. do something that I see is looking really nice. But all that will happen if you do that is that you will just blend in. So yeah. you're going to then work so much harder to make sales, so much harder to make an impact and, and be seen. And the whole point of branding is to differentiate yourself. Yeah. So we've all yeah. got to try and find that courage somewhere to really stand behind your values and then know that it's okay to put yourself out there like that in fact you're doing customers a massive service by helping them think about how much we see on a daily basis again coming back to that constant input constant messaging the more you can do to say like oh I do it in this way and I think you might like it because of xyz it's a huge thing that you can do for your customers to help them be like oh oh I like that you know that that's actually helping me make a purchase decision and that's part of the job yeah, I know. I totally agree. And I think you're right. It is, And it's helping people say, yeah, that's what I want. And also, no, that's not what I don't want. And that's fine. Yeah. Like, it's fine really for people good. to say. And it's really good. Like, I want yeah. people in my world that are totally on board with me and my messaging yeah. and my jarring colors. Because if that irritates them or that's just, they just find that really unappealing, that's fine. Yeah. Like, because there's other people out there who do also do Facebook ads that yeah. are not like that. And they, you know, they might be yeah. a much better fit. It's also taking the pressure off just your visuals. So mm. there's a strategic reason why you've chosen those visuals. And that's going to work to your advantage with your brand because you're helping yourself stand out. So you're giving yourself the competitive advantage by doing that. And then because you're clear on your messaging, you're clear on what you offer that's different, then if a customer does come to you and doesn't like your branding it's okay that's not going to be the deciding factor for them because they can see a 3d brand in front of them that is communicating in really strong ways so it's about really taking the pressure off the visuals and just taking that again like 360 degree approach to building something that should be a kind of living breathing thing not just flat visuals you know a pretty color scheme and I think especially from work, I've worked with quite a lot of hypnobirthing instructors yeah. and, and, you know, antenatal and all lots of that kind of mum and baby in that kind of area. And it's really, I think it's really hard to differentiate on your core services because ultimately yeah. like a hypnobirthing course is a hypnobirthing course. You're going to cover yeah. like reasonably similar material. And actually I think it's yeah. much better if you can go down a, I'm going to speak to people who I swear a lot. So I'm just yeah. going to like, I'm going to carry on swearing and that's going to be part of my brand. And yeah. if people don't like me swearing, that's fine. I'm not for them. Yeah. And that's great. Actually, we want to get that polarized point of view. So yeah. the more, again, the more you can understand your approach and why it's great and why it's the perfect fit for you, for your ideal customer, then it doesn't matter that people will come across your brand and be like, oh, not for me, because yeah. you're doing such a good job at attracting the right people that you, you know, you won't even notice by that point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there, there's a lot of shoulds, I think, in business. Absolutely. And especially, yeah. like, I do feel like for, you know, for women setting up businesses as well, a lot of the time we, we are people pleasers, we have that sort of disposition. So then really getting to the point where you're just going to put yourself out there as something different and act actively put people off. 
Yeah. Feels a really, you know, tricky place to be. So I just think the more support you can get on that and the more you can stand again in your power, knowing that you're making these really strategic, powerful decisions for your business, then the, the stronger, more confident we are at doing that. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. Like it's really hard to hear, oh, you weren't for me. Like, yeah, you know, because it's absolutely. like, well, why not? What have I done I wrong? Yeah. Like, yeah, why don't you like me? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm a really nice person. Like, it's really hard, isn't it? Yeah. But ultimately, like, the more you can zone in on that, and, you know, it doesn't even have to be a specific niche, what Colette kind of teaches. It has, it's just you being as you as possible, and you are your niche, like what you bring to yeah. the table. But I think sometimes it's actually allowing ourselves to bring that out. And like actually yeah. convey that, isn't it? Like how yeah, do we yeah. convey that? Because it can feel quite, especially on social media, quite vulnerable, can't it? Like putting yourself out there and open to like criticism and yeah. what people sort of saying. Yeah, because it's like a public, you know, it's public forum, isn't it? So yeah. it can feel really daunting. And I guess from just kind of looping back to getting support with this and the kind of support yeah. that you can get with it. I think, I don't know, but. I imagine one of the benefits for your clients is that having someone to support you with that. And almost, I mean, sometimes we all need to be told like, it's okay. It's going to be fine. This is what you want to convey. And this is how we can do it in a way you're comfortable with and kind of supporting you through that process. Is that something that you kind of get involved in with clients? Oh yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I, I think one of the phrases I always come back to is that you can't read the label from inside the bottle. So when you're really close to your brand, it's so hard to separate yourself from because you do think it's a representation of yourself. And part of the process is really almost like separating. So even when you're, uh, I've worked with a lot of coaches actually who see it's their name on the door, Mm. it's their approach, it's, it's a personal brand. But even in those circumstances, just... You've got to separate and look at it, you know, separately. It's not, it, it's then about your customer. It's not so yeah. much about you. And it's getting that overlap that's going to be a kind of sweet spot. So I can't remember what your original question was. <laughs> yeah, I think just, I guess, when you're thinking about this sort of thing, if you are really struggling, like it is an yeah. area where like this is, we were talking about before as well. Sometimes it can be when you're setting up a business, it feels like, right, branding tick, website tick, you know, and you're kind of like, I'm done. I've done my branding. Like that's done. And you might evolve over time and you do your Canva and you might add in a few, another color or a new font. Decorative elements. Decorative elements and different types of thing. And, and, you know, when you're doing your website, you might, you know, change something or, you know, add a service, but ultimately you feel like your branding is done. And then they sort of gets to a point where, you're feeling maybe a bit wobbly about it and that's really it's an ongoing thing that you can get support with that doesn't have to like I think sometimes it feels a bit frivolous is the right word I don't know like like, it feels a bit like but is this really like shouldn't I be spending money on something that's like directly going to get me more sales or I don't know yeah completely come across and yeah actually all the time you know the this view that I'm just going to treat myself I'm going to treat myself Mm. to some new branding and actually it's a case of just like you know taking a step back and thinking well no there's no point really in treating yourself if it's not going to get you a return on investment you know we need to look at it through the eyes of a really like entrepreneurial decision so and that comes down to where you're at versus where you want to be so you're talking about kind of feeling wobbly 
it's you know when you said again when you said when do clients come to work mm. with me that can yeah. be a real that's often the tipping point where they've increased the prices and they don't feel like their brand kind of backs it up so that's like the wobbly point but it's at that point that you make an investment to then grow your business to you know make sure you're fully booked to sell out that product range to get into stores that you want to get into you know so making those leaps is is what yeah. branding and investing in strategy and branding is all about so there are different points in your business where that is a great decision to make and times when you don't like you don't really need to do that so when you're saying about sort of ticking off the the branding process at the beginning when you're setting up if you're not really clear on um you know what it is you want to be doing so you've got a vague idea and you're just going to play it out and see what happens which is a great approach when rather than standing still isn't it you just get out yeah, there absolutely. You start it. moving exactly yeah. you know that's not the time to be really like investing in strategy if you're still figuring things out and you just want to yeah just see how it goes you might change your mind you might go into something else um so having something that looks professional is ideal so it that is almost like a tick exercise in terms of just getting set up and in business and kind of open the door but really if you want to start growing and be you know growing in the marketplace making sure that you're attracting the right people that value what you do and that really buy into what you do and are loyal keep coming back they'll tell all their friends you know they'll rave about you that is when investing in like the strategic process of branding and then making sure all your visuals and all your, you know, your your messaging and, and how you sound, everything adds up. That's when you really start to see the impact. Yeah, absolutely. And just as you were saying that, I guess I was kind of thinking, how does that work alongside your, I guess your website is your main portal if you like alongside your social media but that's a bit more dynamic because you can start to then change your messaging going forward but I guess your website is something that needs to be is a bit more of a chunky piece of work that would maybe need to reflect what you're kind of doing do you work alongside how does that kind of work do you work alongside web designers or would that be yeah for someone to do afterwards or yeah no I do well we kind of so basically I never work with clients on their web design unless they've gone through the strategic branding process okay it just doesn't it just doesn't generate the you know best results I've found over the years so that's kind of number one and then it depends on requirements so every client is different their what they need from their website is different again being really strategic and intentional some people just need a really basic site set up and therefore I would recommend them to someone that could do that for them within their budget so it's really taking a sort of creative director role and yeah helping them partner up with the people that that suits them suits their needs at this time and whereas other people will work with them full service till the very end because it's the right fit and it's the right solution that's going to get them the right results at the end with a website that you know functions in the best possible way and I think if you're in if you sell products and you you are looking at Shopify and things like that there's so much there's so much scope yeah that it's kind of really you just need a plan at the beginning to know, right, yeah. this is what I need now, or I'm going to invest in the whole thing and I'm going for it. And, you know, you know, the reasons why are it's a financially great decision for you to do that. Yeah, absolutely. I have recorded an episode with Elle, who is a Shopify expert. Oh, and she, her like one key thing for everyone on Shopify was to, they've got a new system and 
you have to go through and like update your template basically to get onto the new system and yeah. she her like big advice is like you need to get onto it because there's so much more flexibility uh-huh. and I think really if you were it's a, it's a big piece of work and it's quite time intensive if you're going to do that and make that leap then that's the time I guess to look at something like this as well isn't it because you don't want to make that leap just replicate what you've already got and then go and do like the branding and strategy it's like yeah. brand and strategy update your template and kind of get it all into play there so like so really the whole steps. point in strategy is knowing like your business goals yeah so it, it doesn't make it's kind of working backwards if you do your website without really knowing what your goals are in the first yeah. place yeah and sometimes you just especially with product websites as well I think it's really easy to just think well the products are there like the products yeah. are, they just need to be there they just need to be there on the website yeah. available for people to buy that was such a useful conversation I hope everyone found it really interesting if you have loved listening to all Helen's tips and advice and if you want to hear more the best way to do that is follow her over on Instagram and it I'll put the link but it's at mum underscore folk but she also has a course on Domestica which is like would you say is that for people quite early on in the stage if you want to do it yourself? Yes, definitely. Yeah. DIY yeah. kind of understanding visual identity. Yeah, amazing. And that's like a nice low cost program that you can go yeah. through and kind of get a bit of an like a initial idea of kind of what it's all about and then if you are ready to invest if you listen to this and thought yeah that is exactly me I'm feeling wobbly I really need some support I want to tidy up my brand I want to get consistent like I want to have confidence when I put my brand out there Helen does a design intensive which is over two weeks and you can work with her to really kind of get your brand sorted then following that as well if you want to really look at your strategy and brand blueprints and really kind of invest in your brand going forward then she also does those sessions as well so you can head over to the website which is mumfolk.com and you can find the link in the show notes below fantastic well thank you so much for joining me Helen it's been such a brilliant episode and I hope everyone got a lot from it thanks so much thank you so much for joining me this week before you go make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can receive new episodes right when they're released and if you have enjoyed these podcast episodes I'd really love to ask you to leave a review in Apple Podcasts reviews are one of the major ways that Apple ranks their podcasts and it only takes a few seconds but really does make a massive difference to new people finding me thank you again for joining me Sophie in this episode of Growing Pains see you next time